Hello, and welcome to the Green Book Commentaries. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. Episode 58, Practicing Like B.J. Palmer. Welcome back, everyone. For those just tuning in, last time we left B.J. Palmer explaining the value of using the NCM as the gold standard in subluxation analysis. The NCM instrument did what no other analysis could do, detect subluxation pressure and interference directly at the source. It was the NCM that, that elevated subluxation analysis into the field of science. In other words, chiropractors now had an objective test that was automated, which gave the location and presence of a subluxation. The most objective test prior to the NCM was the X-ray, which B.J. Palmer introduced into chiropractic in 1910. However, X-rays could only reveal the misalignment and occlusion elements of a subluxation, and not that of pressure or interference. The value of the NCM was priceless. For in this instrument, a chiropractor knew the location of a subluxation and when it was present. For in this instrument, a chiropractor could check after the adjustment how much pressure was reduced. For in this instrument, a chiropractor could improve their adjusting skill. Although priceless in value, the dollar amount in today's money would have an NCM cost around $10,000. Have you ever wondered exactly how B.J. Palmer practiced? If you were to step into the B.J. Palmer chiropractic clinic, what would a new patient protocol look like? First, you would have to walk into the medical diagnostic clinic. Wait, what? Did you just say medical diagnostic clinic? Yes, patients were evaluated by two medical doctors on staff using the latest medical diagnostic instruments available. Patients even received a urinalysis and blood work. All this to confirm medically that the patient did in fact have a health condition and that it wasn't all in their head. After a medical diagnosis was reached, the patient would enter the chiropractic clinic a full spine and a cervical NCM scan were performed to establish a baseline heat reading. Next, the patient would receive up to 12 cervical x-rays to visualize the upper cervical area from every angle in order to confirm the major subluxation, either atlas or axis. Finally, the patient was checked with the electroencephalo Neuromentempograph. Yeah. Remember that mouthful that we introduced back in episode 26? This instrument measured the actual quantity of electrical flow from brain to body and showed how subluxation directly reduced this flow. All of this would, conclu would conclude a patient's first visit. 
but the patient didn't even get adjusted, did they? No. The patient was never adjusted on the first visit. For all those who have been following along, why was this part of the protocol when using BJ's specific system? In order to know when a subluxation is present, when it is not, and when it is somewhere in between, a heat pattern must be established. One scan doesn't mean much unless its character is consistent. The only way to definitively establish a subluxation heat pattern is to check it at least twice over the course of two days. This is in direct alignment with the chiropractic principle of permanency in subluxation, so that a subluxation will produce a constant and permanent heat pattern until specifically adjusted. The second office visit would have the patient return for their second NCM scan. This would establish pattern and serve as the baseline to compare all subsequent visits to, giving valuable information to the chiropractor as to when an adjustment was needed and when the previous was still holding. This objective test allowed a chiropractor the confidence in speaking with authority to let the patient know if they're going to get well or not. How much would that be worth to the chiropractor? How much would that be worth to the patient? At this time, the patient would receive their first adjustment performed on either a side posture or knee chest solid headpiece table. One adjustment using a toggle recoil with torque upon one vertebra, atlas or axis. Following adjustment, the patient was laid upon a wheeled bed and rolled back to a private resting room and instructed to lay on their back. The patient was required to rest in this position between one to three hours. BJ stated that the adjustment would set the vertebra, but it was rest afterwards which would seat the vertebra. In other words, the chiropractor's adjustment is what allows the vertebra to unlock from the subluxated position. And resting in the supine position after is what stabilizes the adjustment for longer periods of time. How much time, you may ask? Well, the average adjustment at the BJ Palmer Chiropractic Clinic would hold for about 28 days. That meant 28 days of subluxation pressure interference were absent. That meant 28 days of innate being able to transmit mental impulses to restore life from an otherwise depleted body. That meant being able to help Colonel Allen recover from liver cancer, complete, re completely restore his strength, and allowed him to return to the U.S. military and fight against Nazi Germany during World War II. Remember the colonel from episode 40? This is in direct alignment with the chiropractic principle of time. The longer a subluxation is present, 
the more dis-ease grows. The longer a subluxation is absent, the more life grows. Getting well isn't about the quantity of adjustments, but the quantity of time between adjustments. We begin our reading from volume 25, page 578. Itemize detailed elements necessary to practice specific. Selling chiropractic, point A. Before any analysis is made, patient must be firmly and convincingly sold to principles of chiropractic so that principle B, a complete understanding and cooperation can be had from patient while following through with specific. Point C, patient must place his health before any convenience to himself and point D. Chiropractor must not weaken as to what he sometimes thinks is minor and unnecessary detail, or let patient influence him to what facts demand otherwise. Point E. Because chiropractic is a science of things natural, patient must do everything to help bring it about. Concentration. In setting down various factors for successful practice of specific, we start when patient first enters office. The procedure would be divided into four main divisions, from which numerous subdivisions could be deduced. Point A, selling chiropractic. Point B, knowing and staying with your philosophy. Point C, Correct and scientific analysis. Point D. Complete case history for permanent record only, not letting it influence you in any other way. Point E. Careful visual observation of spine for objective defects, such as curvatures, that may enter into analyses or efficiency of adjustments or results. Point F. Scientific and accurate adjustment of cause. Point G, checking, pre-checking, as well as post-checking. Hovering over and intermingling between all features of specific work, one factor predetermines success or failure. Concentration. Basic primaries. Point A, a patient with a subluxation. Point B, an NCM number two. Point C, a spinal graphic outfit. Point D, a chiropractor who has brains, can, does, and is not afraid to use them. Point E, a chiropractor who knows how to use NCM and spinograph and be able to interpret both. Point F, a chiropractor who knows how, can, and does have ability to deliver an adjustment. Spinograph analysis. To be scientifically accurate, spinograph is necessary, both AP and lateral view of each case. This eliminates guesswork involved in palpation and also possibility of malformations, curvatures, fractures, exostoses, ankyloses, bent spinous processes, etc. 
determine exact position of most superior vertebra at which most superior reading appears, such reading being a superior atlas or axis cervical vertebra. This is major. NCM analysis. <clears throat> a thorough knowledge of working principle of NCM. Patient should be in a natural, easy sitting position with both feet flat on floor, knees not crossed, and spinal column exposed. Avoid distortion of spine. Conduct yourself in a firm but courteous manner. Have confidence in what you do. Remembering, if innate has control, patient will get well, innate willing. Keep fingers as far as possible from end of either detector. Do not have direct light heat or on patient's back, giving an unequal heat condition. Do not let others surround you. Do not let others surrounding you detract your attention from concentration. All radiators and stoves should be at least eight feet from patient, so as to not throw more heat on one side of body than other. Never clean NCM. Ne- correction. Never clear NCM glass with silk. Keep room clear of drafts which fall directly or unequally upon back of case. Place case with back towards light, either natural or artificial. Stand directly behind patient while making reading. Be sure palpation stool is even and steady. Use a lot of uncommon common sense. Keep eyes immediately above and behind dial when making a reading. Have case come regularly. Have patient face straight forward to avoid twist in cervical region. Avoid tight clothing. See that your sleeves are rolled up above wrists. Avoid bracelets interfering with free action of adjustment. Avoid high heels on chiropractor's shoes. Do not place hands on patient's back either before or after readings. Always check yourself to see if you are slipping in any way. Pay little, if any, attention to symptoms given by patient. Once you have them recorded, forget them. Try as much as possible to keep cases from reporting on symptoms. They will influence you if you let them. Do not allow symptoms of case to alter NCM technique. Do not allow circumstances to alter quality of your work. Spine should not be palpated before reading is made. Good lighting directly above and over NCM dial is necessary to see clearly and concisely fluctuations of needle. Chiropractor should develop concentration upon what he is seeing so he may correctly interpret it. Unnecessary handling of spine or back should be eliminated. Hyperemia artificially created sometimes complicates a natural heat reading. It should be understood that patient be properly prepared for an NCM analysis. That is to say, clothing, light, tight bands, unnecessary noises, or anything to divert attention of technician is eliminated before analysis is begun. How to use the NCM. 
The NCM should be held steady and always perpendicular to spine, following curves as they are approached. Have an equal, balanced, steady pressure. Case should be read every day. NCM technician should use a firm, even pressure to ensure proper cupping, but not hard enough to bend in thermocouple wires. Be sure detectors are always clean. It is best to brush them two or three times during one reading on one back. Blue pencil mark tips of spinous correction. Blue pencil mark tips of spinous processes to ensure centering or straddling of vertebrae by NCM. If you can straddle vertebrae accurately without doing this, it is better. Keep detectors astride median line of spine. Always keep thermocouples couples cupped completely on flesh. Keep detectors straight across on same plane as bodies of vertebrae. Keep NCM at right angles to surface of plane being red. Be sure that NCM is same temperature as patient's back when starting a reading, not too hot or cold. In reading, see that detector cups are held fast against skin to prevent outside air leaking into cups. When gliding with NCM, keep detectors over intervertebral foramina as nearly as possible by keeping spinous processes under center of bridge between detectors. If bad rotation is encountered, swing NCM to right or left, as case may be to accommodate rotation. When starting to read, watch for mechanical break which might fool you, which is sometimes present at start. Place both detectors on back astride spine and hold a moment before cupping to read. This allows air temperature within cups to become equal temperature of skin and avoids mechanical break. Watch for mechanical breaks when gliding over scar tissue. Slow, careful gliding is, movement is necessary. Read very slowly. Glide as slowly as you are able to make NCM move and yet keep up a steady continuous gliding contact. Slow movement is necessary because reading is actually determined at point of junction of wires of NCM. It is better to have too much pressure than not enough. Never wash detectors, but if you do, use pure grain alcohol. Better use soft toothbrush, dry. Brush lengthwise of wires, not crosswise. Disregard usual hyperemia, except where artificially made. Difference in reading. <clears throat> it is essential to differentiate break from mean line. It is essential that technician concentrate to positively ignore mean line readings, so accurate interpretation can be had of breaks. Be careful of skin conditions which might cause faulty breaks, such as pimples, boils, etc. Don't roll skin with detectors, thereby losing correct location of break. Know what you see, what you see. 
Watch dial carefully, so breaks may be properly interpreted from mean line of heat. Look at sharp deflection of needle away from mean line of heat and back toward mean line of heat, occurring within an area of one half inch or less. Learn to read out picture mean heat lines. Remember, mean line is not always mean line. Remember, perpendicular area covered in gliding is a factor in determining a break. To be a break, it must occur within width of NCM detectors. In lumbar region, break can occur in slightly more territory than in cervical region, but in no region does it occur in more than one half inch area. If patient has abnormal curves in spine, do not attempt to strength to straighten them while given reading. Break readings. Break should be marked on skin as to location for a matter of record. Use blue skin pencil and mark patient's back at exact point of peak of break. Using Roman numerals to designate number of points of break reading. First day, entire spine should be read. On subsequent days, only pre and post check where breaks were found formally. Mark readings opposite detector without removing NCM from spine. Mark on back with skin pencil. Places of interference with places of with number of points at each place. Where to read first? Read up cervical region and down rest of spinal column. When cervical region when reading cervical region, read up to and under occiput so that NCM will be over first pair of spinal nerves, which emit between occiput and atlas. Reading cervical region, chiropractor's hand should support patient's head and palm of his or her free hand, thus relaxing neck muscles and steadying head. Equalize pressure between hand supporting head and hand holding NCM. Rest patient's forehead in free hand and pull head back against NCM, increasing pull slightly as upper cervicals are reached. When reaching atlas, get detectors well in under occiput to read uppermost pair of nerves. Do not slide up on occiput. Keeping records. Accurate records should be kept of readings before adjustment. Pre-check is made on each case day at nearly same hour as possible. When two-point break or more occurs at major, adjustment is given and post-check is made. Case records should be kept showing daily readings, adjustment given, post-check, and major picked. This record should be accurate as it is a means of base conclusions as to progress of case and of errors detected. Compare record from day to day from one day to past week that you may watch progress. Be as careful of post checks as you are with pre checks. Always read all records of all cases. Study records from day to day to notice change. If readings are accumulating rather than decreasing, something is wrong. Check yourself to see if you are slipping in any way. 
do not be satisfied until you have best, which is results. Picking the major. Adjust only the major. Do not over adjust. Adjust only when two points or more appear at major. Be sure to have made to have correct major and correct listing of it. Adjust only same major and then only when it appears as a reading of two points or more. Bear in mind that NCM shows only difference in heat and that it registers points, not degrees, and that we do not adjust unless it is two points or more. <clears throat> Taking contact. Visualize line of drive. Correct standing position. Contact with nail point of nail hand on vertebra. Anchor hand firmly, but lightly. Hammer hand on nail hand with thumb, with thumb and first finger encircling wrist or lower part of arm. Perfect relaxation. Balance on balls of feet with heels just touching floor. Palpate, palpate carefully to help visualize position of vertebra. Analyze carefully spinograph, visualizing just what vertebra is causing interference and line of drive necessary to correct subluxation. Be sure that you have proper contact on spinous process and correct line of drive is determined. Secure that ease of mental feeling of assurance of competency of self. Concussion of forces. Start elbows in. Before elbows are completely in, start dropping shoulders. Follow through with elbows until straightened. Let hands flop off. Adjust major only when sufficient readings warrants it. Concentrate upon work in hand. Adjusting the subluxation. An adjustment with that extra something of major subluxation is necessary factor for correction of cause of disease, whether chronic or acute within that body. Patient must be placed on table in such position as to ensure perfect relaxation on part of adjuster and patient. Position of patient on table must be correct for adjustment to be given. Also, standing position of adjuster must be correct. Enough stress cannot be placed upon accuracy required in following minor important details of adjustment, such as accurate palpation and location of vertebra and placing of nail point. Speed with precision so innate can use force given constructively and thus let innate place vertebra where it belongs. Patient is placed with head and chest on headpiece if kneeling posture is used. If full length side posture table is used, raise or lower headpiece to secure maximum relaxation of neck. Proper standing position is of great importance in delivering outward concussion of forces. Keep arm muscles relaxed until concentrated to give an adjustment in recoil manner when necessary. Having determined degree and plane of subluxation, take contact accordingly with proper standing position, balancing on balls of both feet. 
having no preference, chest knee posture is best for greatest relaxation on part of patient. Deliberate adjustment with that extra something, that recoil, that snap, get quick, get there and get away, which gives innate a force of energy with which to properly correct subluxation. Incorporate follow through body drop, an important factor of that extra something. After adjustment, it is necessary that patient lie down prone on back. This time apparently wasted is essential to keep subluxation seated in new position. This should be insisted upon by chiropractor. Post checking. Following adjustment, a post check must be made on places where interferences were found before adjustment. As much accuracy and care must be used as in pre-check. Post check will reveal whether or not adjustment has been given. Major reading should check out and other multiple readings should be strongly reduced, if not entirely checked out. Chiropractor should insist that patient return daily at approximately same time for post-checks. For sake of scientific work, all symptoms, aches, and pains of patient should be ignored. Adjustment given only when pressures warrant. Chiropractor should know when not to adjust. Be careful that your desire to do something does not overcome good judgment in thinking you should give adjustment when there are no breaks present in hope of making patient feel better or satisfy him, especially when patient may not feel as well as they previous and tells you about it to influence what you do. Progress of case should be watched closely by a study of records. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I'm Dr. Arthur Plessa. This has been the Green Book Commentaries.